This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get, get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to and the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support so communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. 
you deserve the healing and you are not alone there are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety depression trauma all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore so visit betterhelp.com vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. But how can I transform resistance? Release that struggle and harm into calm energy. guys welcome back to the podcast so I have been marinating on this episode for a while and after last night's experience um, I went on a date I feel like it is the perfect time to talk about this on an episode I'm gonna be talking about the dark side of dating in the spiritual community dating as a spiritual person, dating as a mindful person, and I'm going to get into just some stuff that I've been going through in real time and some examples of the different levels of spirituality that you might get in contact with, especially when you're dating and you're going through that kind of process to meet people, whether it's friends or romantic romantic, you know, dating, um, you're going to be meeting people who are on all different levels of their spiritual journey. So before I get into this episode, I wanted to play a little bit of a song that kind of will set the mood because this song is super nostalgic for me. It's from like the 90s or the early 2000s and I heard it a couple days ago and I totally felt like it was just in line with my energy and like, you know, I can be like kind of a pessimist when it comes to dating. I can be kind of, you know, like a realist, which like isn't always positive. So I wanted to play a little clip of this song. So good to me, I know, but I can't change 
tried to tell you but you look at me like maybe I'm an angel underneath innocent and sweet yesterday I cried you must have been relieved to see the softer side I can understand how you'd be so confused I don't, I don't envy, envy you. you I'm a little bit of everything all wrapped into one wow this song is just so amazing I'm nothing in between. So take me as I am. Yo, this song is just so just fucking pure. I cannot even deal. Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous, and I'm going to extremes, tomorrow I will change, and today won't mean a thing. I'm a bitch. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> So yeah, this song is just the perfect manifestation of how I felt after this date So I hope this song um, speaks to you and I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did because it's just so nostalgic Okay, back to the episode. And especially now in this space, um, there's a lot of plant medicine. There's a lot of, you know, people who are really, really leaning towards the side of using plant medicine and ceremony and, um, you know, meditation. And so there's different levels to this shit. And that's what I've realized is that I thought, I think I'm spiritual and I know I'm spiritual, but compared to other folks, I might not be that spiritual to them. Um, so that's why I say there's levels to this shit. And I, for one, will say that I am working on not having expectations when I go into a date, when I go into any kind of experience, even when I go into teaching a yoga class, I try not to have any expectations. You know, I don't try to overly plan it. I don't try to think about what I should say or what I should teach. Um, and that gives me the space and the freedom to just go with the flow, right? So I have no problem doing that when it comes to teaching yoga and work and um, and all that but when it comes to dating especially going on a date with someone who you just met maybe on a dating app for example um, even if you just met this person and you've only been texting very very briefly for like a day your mind is going to try to create some kind of idea or expectation of what this person's about because the unknown is not something the mind understands. We cannot grasp onto the unknown because it's not literally known. Like when we meet someone, 
our mind automatically starts to go through past people we've been friends with, past lovers, past relationships, and we will subconsciously um, compare the way they look, compare the way they talk, compare the way their their facial expressions are. Um, And I was noticing this last night when I was on my date. So I just want to preface before I get into this that I have nothing against people who do plant medicine. I, I enjoy plant medicine. I've done plant medicine in my life. Um, however, I have not done ayahuasca and I have not done DMT. Um, actually, I tried to do DMT at a festival years ago and I, I don't think I did enough of it because I didn't feel that like blast off effect that people so openly talk about. Um, so just saying I have nothing against plant medicine. I have nothing against folks who use DMT and ayahuasca and all these um, plant medicinal you know, compounds to heal um, or to connect with a different realm. But I will say that there is a balance. Everything is balance. And last night I realized that there are people in the spiritual community who are somewhat obsessed and it it becomes their entire life these ceremonies these plant medicine experiences these mystical experiences it can become somewhat addicting and just like anybody can be addicted to food caffeine coke heroin pills working out um sex I truly believe that people within the spiritual community can become addicted to these out-of-body mystical experiences with the other world, the other side. Um, And I will say also that I don't really think it's necessarily healthy to be doing ayahuasca or DMT all the time because DMT uh, is the molecule, the spiritual molecule that is released when you die. Um, Obviously, it's going to bring you to some other realm. But after my date last night, I noticed and I realized now that there are folks who are attached and kind of grasping onto that, onto those experiences. And... um, trying to make sense of it or maybe trying to just find people who also have had those experiences and I feel like once you see that side of life once you go to the other side once you have all of these mystical out-of-body experiences and psychedelic experiences it changes your brain it changes the way that your brain functions and it's a it's a different level of awakening. And I think it's safe to say that just like being addicted to something or someone or a relationship or whatever, you can also get addicted to mystical experiences. And then once you're in that realm, your brain is you know, operating in that realm all the time and then you just become obsessed with it. So, um, it's just been an, an eye-opener for me, and I am, I am a spiritual person, but 
I think that I am still a realist and I'm still, um, and I even said on my date last night, I'm kind of a pessimist and a realist and I like that about myself and I'm not gonna change that about myself um, because I think once you get into the into this, um, the other realm of psychedelics and doing mushroom ceremonies every week or even a few times a week, um, how much is too much, you know? Um, so something that came to mind today as I was writing notes for this episode um, about expectation is, you know, everybody... Everybody's probably heard the quote, um, comparison is the thief, the thief of joy, right? Comparing yourself to other people's bodies, relationships, career, money, lifestyle, family, whatever, will steal all of the joy and the goodness that you have in your life, right? So when it comes to expectation, um, and Christine Hassler actually talks about this um, in many episodes of podcasts that she's been on, um, the expectation hangover, right? And I've, I've talked about this on my podcast, I think probably a year ago, but the expectation hangover is real. Today I woke up, I only had one drink last night, and it was a very small drink, um, and... So I didn't wake up hungover from that drink. I drank tons of water. I took my supplements, took my vitamins. I was hungover energetically, and because of the expectation that I injected into this experience that I had no idea what was going to come out of it. So um, I wrote today when I was going through my, my notes, expectation is the thief of contentment and truth. And... I don't know if that resonates with you, but I'm going to I'm going to say it again. Expectation is the thief of contentment and truth. So when we go into any experience, um, a work experience or dating experience, whatever it is, having an expectation of people of how they're going to act, of how they're going to be, um, having these kind of like grandiose thoughts of oh this is probably how they are oh cool like the mind is going off of everything it knows from the past this podcast is sponsored by better help i seriously love better help so much they're one of my favorite sponsors and i will tell you why i love them so much when I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life. So therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes 
in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because For many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, So if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling 
at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. So the mind can only operate from what it knows. That's why, um, you know, manifestation and magical thinking and, yeah, like especially manifestation work is so challenging because we are literally creating new thoughts and new neural pathways and new ideas and and we're visualizing. That's why a lot of people have trouble visualizing too. I've had um, healing sessions with people who have said, you know, I can't visualize, like I I don't have that capability. Um, So when I go through like a visual guided meditation, I just can't, I can't be present, it just, I can't do it. And that's true and that's real, people, don't some some people don't have that that muscle in their brain to visualize right so um what was i saying (laughs) manifestation is challenging because we're creating a whole new reality that has not happened yet so our mind can can easily fixate on experiences and people and relationships that we've already been through, right? It makes sense to think about the past because those are things we've already been through. The unknown is something that our mind just can't wrap our head around. So I met this guy on Hinge a couple days ago and on the app, he looked perfect, I mean, you know, spiritual tattoos, looked like a down-to-earth dude, which he is. He actually really is down-to-earth. Very, very sweet, very gentleman, very nice, um, super sweet guy. And, I, you know, I, I rarely go on dates. I, I rarely um, meet someone, and then, and then I agree to go on a date the next day. That is not like me at all. But something told me, you know, it's either you can go on a date with someone you just met or you can sit in your house texting them, creating this false perception of who you think they are, and then when you do go on that date, it's going to be even more of a buzzkill or an expectation bomb because you created this false perception of who they are and then you're going to feel even worse because you wasted time doing that. So. I can thank my spirit guides for this because I think they were telling me, look, if you're depressed and you're lonely or you're single or whatever, then what the fuck are you waiting for? Go on the date. Put on an outfit. Go on the date. You don't have to go out on a date for five hours like I've done before. And I'm going to get into that too. I went on a date um, a few weeks ago. And the date turned into like a five-hour date. And when I got home, I was angry. I was, I was angry at myself for letting it get to that point and for oversharing on the date and for um, kind of putting on that people-pleaser act show. And um, by the end of the date, I felt like I was just on like a five-hour podcast. So I was drained. So I will get into that as well. 
Um, so stick a pin in that. But coming back to um, this spiritual guy that I met, I met him on Hinge. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for going on this date. I put on an outfit. I did my hair. I did my makeup. I felt amazing about, like, my appearance, about how I looked. And then um, I did it for myself. You know, I didn't do it for him. I did it for myself because I want to feel my best. And I, I have been feeling better recently. I mean, I, I do go through waves of depression, as you guys know. I'm doing the ketamine-assisted um, psychotherapy with my ketamine home. So, and the reason why I'm doing that is because the waves of depression are very, very intense for me. And um, I'm going to get more into that as well because this guy had kind of a problem with that, which I, I found to be very, very interesting. So, okay. So... Everything seemed amazing about this guy before I went on the date. He obviously had money, um, despite some things that he had, you know, texted me. Very, very short conversations. Um, but a red flag that occurred right away was that right away he started talking about ceremony. And I thought, okay, so he's in the ceremony. Okay, he's into plant medicine. All right, cool, cool. Um, and then when I mentioned via text that I was doing the ketamine treatments for depression, he said twice in our texting conversation that ketamine is low vibrational. And I said to him, it sounds like you're being a little judgy based on you saying that it's low vibrational. I hear what you're saying, but it does sound a little bit judgy. And he said, no, no, I'm not judging you, like, you know, whatever. We can talk about it, you know, on, like when we meet. And I was like, honestly, no, like, it's okay. I, I, everybody has their own ways of, of um, dealing with depression and mental health, and it's been helping me. So, um, yeah. And on our date, towards the end, he did have something to say about it. And he was just saying, you know, just make sure that you – you know, clear your space and, and whatever. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about me. You know, I, I, I can, I know how to do that. I know how to sage. I know how to like create like the safe space and whatever. But I found that to be very interesting because for the entire date, which was about two hours, um, he was talking about all of his mystical experiences on plant medicine. And it sounds like he does these intense um, experiences multiple times a week. I just couldn't wrap my head around that. So, and I'm not trying to be judgy. I just really think that in the spiritual community, it's easy to get swept away and it's easy to get um, lost in this whole wave of wanting to heal and wanting to, to help people heal because this guy, um, you know, was saying he's, he's an energy healer, he's a channel, he um, works with people's energies, dark entities and angels and guides and whatever, and I, I totally believe in all that. I totally, I'm totally on the woo-woo train, you know, um, but what really got to me was that 
as he was talking about these, you know, crazy mystical experiences, it didn't really leave any room or space for me to, like, have a conversation with him. I feel like I was just there for him to bounce his experiences off of, similarly to when someone, like, is telling you about their dreams that they, that they had last night. It's like, you know, when you're having a conversation about some kind of other world or some kind of internal experience, you can only offer so much other than sitting there and listening and nodding and laughing or whatever. So it's, I got the feeling and I got the energy that he was trying to tell me about all these mystical experiences to like get me to um, like be intrigued with him or to think that he was like super cool or like that you know he's like on another level and like I didn't have much to say to be honest and I wasn't gonna fake like asking him questions about his mystical experience because again I'm trying to hold myself accountable and not be a people pleaser and not be a perfectionist and not be this actress on dates where I'm asking questions that I don't even fucking care about. So I just let him talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I mean, my facial expressions, sometimes I can't really um, control them. And I'm pretty positive that the look in my eyes was like dead and my eyes were like glossing over and like I'm sure that any other person could probably tell that I wasn't interested but this guy was so into just talking about his mystical experiences that he actually wasn't really present and with me there because if he you know was then he would notice like that I wasn't really talking at all I wasn't really engaging and I was just nodding and kind of waiting for him to be done talking um, so I didn't really talk much last night which is fine I didn't really want to anyways but the whole time he's just saying yeah I'm I'm an energy worker and I can, you know, read energy and I hear like people's spirit guides and messages and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really, dude? Because if you could read energy and understand my energy, then you would know that I'm not fucking interested in listening to all of these crazy mystical out-of-body experiences that you've had. You would know that maybe find some other things to talk about. So when people say that they're energy workers or they can read people's energies, I think it's hilarious because obviously not. I mean, obviously not. You, you <laughs> I mean, I tried to make it clear with like my facial expressions and like the way that I was like nodding and just trying to like, you know, move on, but he he wasn't getting it. So I felt kind of like this like he was trying to unconsciously, obviously not on purpose, but he was making me feel like I wasn't on his level of spirituality. So like he was trying to like school me on 
spirituality and plant medicine and it's like if I wanted to um, be schooled on that stuff I could just listen to podcasts which I do all the time and so I tried to say those kinds of things to him like yeah I mean I've gone down rabbit holes of learning about um, plant medicine and psychedelics and all this shit and then he started talking to me about his experience when he went to the Joe Dispenza meditation retreat and how he basically like took on this dark energy of this 21 year old and then just I mean I understand that these experiences are crazy and intense and it's it's completely valid but it sounds like to me like this guy needs a therapist and it sounds like to me this guy continues to do um, these plant medicine ceremonies and there's no integration so integration is a pivotal part of the spiritual journey because when you're living in an alternate universe all the time we're on earth we are in human bodies on earth and I felt like um, I like I was crazy for wanting to talk about some like normal things um, and don't get me wrong, we did talk about normal stuff like dating and partying and like whatever, but it got to the point where I was like, wow, I really don't have anything to talk about with this guy because he is so far into this alternate universe that I feel like he's not here and he's just all in and he's not, he's not grounded on this earth. So... Um, it was a little bit off-putting for me because I started to analyze myself and I was like, wow, am I, am I not spiritual? Am I not open? Because internally, every time this guy started talking about these mystical experiences or soul tribe or meeting multiple soulmates or lovers or whatever, my insides were shriveling up and I just felt like I was dying inside because it's just the most annoying nomenclature and words like if I wanted to hear somebody talk about woo-woo shit for two hours again I would just go listen to a podcast and I'd be able to hit pause or fast forward whenever I wanted but it's also my fault for not communicating to him hey, do you want to, like, change the subject? Because I feel like maybe I haven't had a lot of these kinds of experiences with plant medicine, and I don't really know if I have a lot to, like, offer you in this conversation, you know? Like, there are ways to, like, express, hey, I'm not having a good time right now. Let's either change this, the subject or whatever, but it's really hard for me. And boundaries and being truthfully and brutally honest is hard for me, and... I was actually just re-listening to a podcast episode on Aubrey Marcus's podcast with uh, Mark Manson, the author of the, Sub the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and the whole episode was about this. It's about being truthful, being honest, um, creating ways to solve problems without diminishing your boundaries being truthful and honest about the way that you're feeling and not giving a fuck 
in a good way, in a healthy way, when you um, express your feelings, emotions, and needs to the people around you. So the energy that I felt during this date was very wavy. You know, I was trying to find um, the the amazingness about this person because he was very nice and such such a gentleman. You know, when he picked me up, he op he came out of his car, he opened the door, he let me in, closed the door. He was so he was such a gentleman. He paid for the bill. He, you know, made sure that I, I walked in front of him. Like when we left the, the bar, he, you know, wrapped his arm around my elbow and, you know, while we walked back to the car, like very, very down to earth. And I fucking loved that. Um, so there were some really amazing qualities about this guy, which, kind of upset me even more because it's such a shame that um, people are losing like their sense of reality to these substances that are I mean plant plant medicine is a substance it's it's I know it's medicine and I know it's from the earth but um, you can still lose yourself and it seems like he doesn't have a grounded sense of reality and um you know on paper he is my type he was attractive he like had tattoos all over his body his head was tattooed like I really love that about him like like just covered in tattoos he told me a lot about his childhood and how he used to be in gangs and you know um fighting all the time and it it does make sense to me that his path has has kind of twisted into this realm of plant medicine and healing and spirituality but um like i said people are getting addicted to these experiences and the way that i felt as he was explaining all of these experiences was just chaos just chaos just again no integration and I actually had I made an entire episode all about integration um, back in April which I highly recommend listening to if integration is something that you need help with um, but these I just felt kind of chaotic and sporadic when I was with him and these grandiose thoughts of like the the superpowers that you feel from these plant medicines which is completely true i'm sure that the the amount of magical superpowers that you feel is so true and it feels so real and the places that you go feel so real um but i'm gonna be my pessimistic reality you know real realism person when you have these mystical experiences your body is still here on earth right your body doesn't actually transport to these other realms it's your mind that is transporting so your mind and your body are separating right in these in these experiences especially with ayahuasca and dmt 
you literally blast out of your body. Your body's on earth. And he was even saying that one DMT experience that he had, he fell out of his chair, he got a black eye, and he chipped his tooth. So that is a literal manifestation and example of how when you take DMT, your body is here on earth, and your mind is shot into another dimension. So when you come back to the earth and you come back to your body, it can be very daunting, you know? I mean, that's why integration is so challenging because some people can't make sense of these mystical experiences and then when they're back in the mundane reality of their lives, it can be like scary and crazy and terrifying to be in the mundane. And that's why I feel like a lot of spiritual people in the community gravitate towards other spiritual people who whose lives are wrapped around these plant medicine experiences. It's because they feel like that's their soul family or their soul tribe or their, you know, tribe. And um, it's really hard to find a balance. So dating, when you're in the spiritual community, you're going you're gonna to meet people who are on different planets and it'll make you kind of judge yourself and be like, oh, wow, am I just, like, closed off? Am I, am I blocked because I don't have an open enough mind to, like, get on this level of this guy and talk about all these experiences? And it's like, no, I know I'm not closed off or blocked. Um, I'm in therapy, I'm vulnerable, I talk on this podcast openly about lots of things. I, you know, I teach yoga, I help people. Obviously, I'm not blocked. But when you compare, again, comparing, when you compare yourself or your spiritual situation to other people's, it can make you feel like you're not you're not good enough, you're not power you're not powerful enough, you're not open enough, you're not receptive enough. And I wanna say this too. When you're dealing with trauma and you're healing from, you know, trauma from your childhood or whatever, having these mystical experiences with ayahuasca or DMT or, or mushrooms or whatever isn't for everyone because these mystical experiences can honestly cause more um, turmoil and emotional chaos for the person. So when you're dealing with trauma and you're a highly sensitive person or you know, having psychedelic experiences um, can make you feel worse. So, all this healing that people are doing with plant medicine, um, it's not for everyone. So I had to keep reminding myself of that last night when this guy was trying to like school me on, on like the healing properties of all these things. It's like I had to just talk to myself within and say, um, it's not for you though. Like I know me and I know that I'm not 
I'm not cut out for that right now. I'm dealing with healing trauma and depression and I am a very, very highly sensitive person and I'm an empath and an intuitive and I feel like if I were to do those things, it would take, it would, it would, um, it would affect me in a negative way. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't help me like heal on earth and like, you know, be happy. It would, it would cause a little bit of internal chaos and turmoil and then I would probably have to heal from that and I think for me personally I um I'm a yoga teacher you know I'm, I'm a spiritual person I need to date someone who is not like a, a spiritual like hyper spiritual person I don't even think I can really date someone who like does yoga all the time I need to date a motherfucking alpha. Like, I need someone to balance me out. I need, I need a guy to, to kind of poke fun at me, you know, like, to make me, like, laugh at myself and to um, help me come back to earth and realize that there's a life to be lived right now. Um, and I, and if I were to say this to this guy last night, like, hey, it sounds like you're really, like, far gone. Like, what about your life that's right here in front of you? I, I didn't feel like I could say that to him, you know? He just, his whole life is about holding space for people and doing these ceremonies, and good for him. I mean, more power to him. He's helping people heal, but it sounds like he, um, it's his life, and it's, it's kind of taken over, so he obviously needs to date a woman who is on that level, and who can handle that, because to me, it felt really overwhelming, and when I got home, I had to sage the fuck out of myself, I had to, like, do a lot of, like, open mouth exhales, I, cuddled with my cat and moaned and like I just had to like release a lot and the entire time I was on this date I felt like I was on this set of punked like I just felt like I was being punked the entire time like this is this is crazy um you know how unaware people can be when they're talking and talking and talking and talking about things that the other person has no way of really connecting with you on that level when it comes to that but um and something that I learned last night as well is again boundaries because when we got in the car after the bar and he was going to drive me home which was like a 20 minute ride he was starting to, t to talk about like a, a mushroom experience and he said well that's a that's a whole other story I mean do you want to hear it and I said yeah I said, yeah, sure. Like a fucking idiot. I said, yeah, sure. Why did I say, yeah, sure? Like, like, why did I actually say, yeah, sure? Internally, I did not want to hear that story. My insides were screaming at me, saying, no, fuck no, not another story about another fucking psychedelic experience. So why the fuck did I say, yeah, sure? Go for it. That is a 
lack of self-respect. So obviously I have a lot of work to do still. Obviously I have a lot of like embracing and cultivating all of the work that Mark Manson talks about, which is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I should have in that moment said, you know what? I don't know because I, I've heard a lot of, of stories and now I'm, I'm kind of just like, I don't know if I have anything to say or I could have said that, you know, I could have said that and just not given a fuck. But instead, and we could have, and, and I, and if I said that, we could have just like listened to music on the ride home, you know, like a normal ride home. But instead, I said, yeah, sure, tell me about it. And then he, the entire twenty-minute ride home, he's talking nonstop about his last or this crazy like mushroom experience that he had, how he met his soulmate how he was like living past lives, how he was like jumping into alternate universes. And it's like, it's, it's self-absorbed and it's egotistical to sit there and think that someone wants to hear about these things. I, I didn't say anything at all. I had nothing to say. So I just, it just blows my mind. And, and you know, the whole time, Again, it blows my mind that he couldn't tell, that he couldn't tell that my energy was, like, shut down. Like, I, I was mentally and emotionally shut down. I, I, like, I was in freeze mode. Like, fight, 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 flight, freeze, fawn. I was in, like, freeze, fawn. I was, like, dead inside. So if he couldn't realize that, that was just a big, a big eye-opener for me. Um, so... Boundaries, um, speaking your truth when you're on when you're on these experiences when you're with people. If you don't know the person, then like you don't really owe them shit. Um, obviously, don't hurt anyone and respect people around you. But if you're gonna hurt yourself by ignoring your needs, your preferences, your desires that's going to create this internal resentment and when i got home i was i was upset with myself and you know every date that i go on is a, it's a learning experience and it's a a deeper understanding and knowing of what i don't want <laughs> in a partner what i do want and what i don't want because without these experiences um, nothing's going to happen. Um, you can't just sit in your house all day and expect to meet someone and or have someone come to you and just appear out of nowhere and manifest this per this perfect person. If you meet someone on a, on a dating app, don't text them for more than a few days. Like, just go on the date, rip off the band-aid, go try to have a good time. You don't have to go out for five hours. You can go out for one hour and then go home. Um, before I end this episode, I will, um, come back to that, that, what I stuck a pin in earlier was two, two or three weeks ago, I went on a date and it turned into a five hour date where I completely silenced my, um, self-worth, my inner preferences and my boundaries because 
I overshared about lots of trauma that I've been on in my life, and the reason why I think I did that is to um, people please, to make myself, you know, vulnerable and make them feel comfortable, and it turned into this, you know, five-hour discussion about all sorts of shit that we've been through, and at the end of the night, I felt like I was dead, like this person that I've never met before in my life now knows everything that I've been through from my parents' divorce to, you know, being anorexic in high school to traumatic relationships to just all sorts of shit. And I, when I got home, I was like, wow, here we go again. You know, like, I cannot fucking believe that I was just on a date for five hours and I drained myself and I put on a show and it felt like I was working on a podcast for five hours, asking questions and being the perfect date and being witty and being funny and being chill. It's fucking exhausting and I'm so fucking tired of it. And, you know, I'm making this episode because it's so hard. It's just so hard to, to continue going on dates and um, listening to your needs and your desires and being honest with yourself on, on, you know, what's not okay and what's okay and boundaries. And we need to check in with ourselves, like, every 10 minutes when we're in these situations because we will kind of like lose touch with the work that we've been doing because we're so like, you know, engulfed by this person's energy, especially as a highly sensitive person or an empath, that we will silence ourselves and our inner knowing and, you know, what we need to feel more comfortable to make everybody else around us comfortable. Um, so, you know, if you're going through this journey of dating, of meeting people, even even if you're just trying to meet friends, having expectations in friendships is just as draining. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, there's a lot more that I'm going to be talking about in some solo episodes that are coming up a lot about just um, the Saturn return, you know, being in your 30s and navigating your life, um, loneliness, you know, all sorts of stuff that we're going to get into. So if you enjoy the podcast, please rate, review, or subscribe, share it with a friend um, on Instagram, tag me in your stories. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram, Gab Love Flow, and all the information is in the show notes. Check out the sponsors, BetterHelp and My Ketamine Home, which are the two main sponsors right now. If you need online therapy and you just need some more support, I highly recommend BetterHelp. You can use um, my link, which is betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe, V-I-B-E. 
Um, I love BetterHelp. It's amazing. It's been helping me get through a lot. And it's it's awesome because you don't really have to do the video um, video sessions. You can just do audio sessions. And I've been taking my audio therapy sessions outside by the pool, which is just like so fun and nice. Um, and my ketamine home, if you live in Florida, California, or Texas, you may qualify to use my ketamine home at home ketamine treatments for depression. So um, you can check out their website, you can check out their Instagram, and if you do have a um, an introduction call with the my ketamine home team, just be sure to mention Gab. Um, just say Gab sent me, Gab referred me, and they will give you a discount on your treatment plan, which is amazing because they are they are actually you know not that expensive compared to other ketamine treatment companies. They're actually on the lower side of of you know how much they cost. And if you mention Gab and use that um, offer code, they will give you an even better discount. So. I hope this episode helped you guys, and um, we will chat soon. Bye. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.